You're listening to Grand Rounds Nation on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Presenting the best Grand Rounds from across the country, I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz. In this episode, we're continuing a recent session from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, Georgia, titled Lyme Disease, Challenges, and Innovations. Good afternoon. I am Adriana Marcus from NIH. I'm a physician. My work is in clinical research in Lyme disease. I will not discuss off-label use and our investigational use of drugs or devices, and I am a co-inventor on a patent application for the Volvo LIPS test for Lyme disease, which one of the antigens is based on the IR6 peptide. I will start with the current recommendations for laboratory tests for Lyme disease in the U.S., and the facts and challenges of current testing. I will also discuss data showing advances in laboratory testing. I will address research needs and what's ahead. The available laboratory methods for the diagnosis of Lyme disease fall into two categories. One, direct methods that detect the causative organism, Borrelia burgdorferi. These include culture and PCR. And two, indirect methods that detect the immune response against B. burgdorferi. In general, it is very difficult to directly demonstrate B. burgdorferi. This organism can be easier found in the skin and blood samples of patients early in the disease, mostly patients with erythema migrans. But this is the stage when tests are not as necessary and the diagnosis is mostly clinical. PCR also has good sensitivity in synovial fluid of patients with Lyme arthritis. Other than these clinical presentations, culture and PCR have very low sensitivity. No direct detection methods have been reviewed and approved by the FDA. The vast majority of tests being done for Lyme disease are based on indirect methods that detect the antibody responses against B. in serum. The current CDC recommendations for such serological testing has two tiers. The first tier uses a very sensitive ELISA or IFA test. This test will be positive in the majority of patients with Lyme disease. However, it can be positive in people who do not have Lyme disease due to the cross-reactive antibodies. If the first tire test is negative, there is no need for further testing. If the test is borderline or positive, a Western blot is performed. Western blot is designed to be more specific, and it can detect IgM and IgG antibodies. Before testing, it's important to know how long the individual has been sick. Testing for IgM is recommended only during the first four weeks of infection, while testing for IgG is recommended for any stage of Lyme disease. The criteria for a positive Western blot is presence of two of three signature bands for the IgM and five out of ten signature bands for the IgG. The current algorithm works well when used as recommended. It's important to know that serological testing is not required for patients with erythema migrans. Less than 50% of these patients will test positive at presentation. That is because patients who just got infected have not had time to develop a significant antibody response. Therefore, they should receive treatment based on the clinical diagnosis. 
The tests are most helpful in patients with stage 2 and 3 of Lyme disease. A major problem in the laboratory diagnostics of Lyme disease is the appropriate use of tests. About 3.4 million Lyme serology tests are done in the United States every year, vastly above the number of cases, 38,000 in 2009, even accounting for underreporting. A large proportion is done when testing is not recommended to rule out Lyme disease in populations with a low probability of having the disease, to test patients with suspected erythema migrans or those bitten by ticks. Another major problem is the use of tests or interpretation criteria that have been insufficiently validated. Now let's focus on advances in laboratory diagnostics of Lyme disease. One of the major advances has been the discovering of VOSE and C6 peptides as markers of antibody response in Lyme disease. VOSE is a lipoprotein that is exposed in the surface of Bibordorphra, and C6 peptide is derived from the invariable region 6 of VOSE. Adding VOSE to both first and second tier tests has improved their performance and the C6 ELISA test has been shown to be more sensitive for patients with erythema migrans than standard two-tier testing, and more specific than ELISAs made of whole cell sonicated. C6 is FDA-approved as a first-tier test. It is under study as a standalone test. As mentioned, current tests only have low sensitivity in patients presenting early in the disease. Note that less than 20% of the patients with erythema migrans and no dissemination tested positive. In the convalescent phase, three or four weeks later, tests were more likely to be positive. Also, patients with erythema migrans and signs of dissemination were more likely to be positive, as were patients with acute neurologic or cardiac disease. All patients with Lyme arthritis or latent neuroborreliosis were positive. The duration of illness substantially affects the results of the test. In this prospective study of 175 patients with culture-positive erythema migrans, seropositivity increased with the duration of the skin lesions. In summary, the current algorithm works well when used as recommended but it can be improved for patients with early stages of the disease, especially early neurological disease. Sensitivity of the test increased with the duration of infection. For erythema migrans rash, treatment is indicated. No tests are necessary. During second and third stages, the tests are helpful. A negative ELISA in a patient with low probability of Lyme disease rules out the disease but a positive test is more likely to be a false positive. Current serologic assays do not distinguish between active and inactive infection. Antibodies can persist after successful antibiotic therapy, including IgM antibodies. Also, a positive IgM response alone does not distinguish clearly between Lyme disease and other tick-borne or viral infections. Positive IgM results for Borrelia can occur in more than 50% of parvovirus B19 infections, has also been shown in patients with human granulocytic anaplasmosis, EBV, other infections, and autoimmune diseases. Where do we go from here? 
We have witnessed major progress in testing for Lyme disease, but there is room for further improvement. Major areas are improving direct methods for detecting Bibordorphra, improving the current testing algorithm from several aspects, make it simpler, possibly as a single test or procedure, make it more objective with quantitative data, making it more sensitive in early disease and independent from disease duration, avoiding use IgM Western blot and decreasing cost. A major gap is that no current tests can be used to follow response to therapy. The development of biomarkers for active infection would be a major advance for the field. Thank you. Our next speaker is Dr. Ruth Linfeld. We'll return for more from this session of Grand Browns Nation after a short break. <laughs> 